Chris Pullman. And I am Gloria Ackerman. And you are tuning into Whiskey and Mash, as we've said before. I don't know why I repeated it again. <laughs> <laughs> because have, it's been a long day. It has been a long day. Yeah, a little bit of a day. headache. Ryan was up late at night, so please bear with me. This episode, we will be reviewing Season 2, Episode 23, Mail Call, and Season 2, Episode 24, A Smattering of Intelligence. Uh, that is the final episode of Season 2, so this wraps up Season 2 for us. So Mail Call, it has many, many different things that are happening, and it all has to do with the mail that everyone got, such as... Um, Frank Burns um, had some information about his stock portfolio. He got a letter from his brokers, Anderson, Landers, and Phil Flynn. Flynn. Um, Colonel Blake got his wife's check stubs, mm -hmm. where he was really hoping it was chocolate cake. Mm -hmm. um, Klinger said his father died. But as, <laughs> as Colonel Blake pointed out, his father died another time, and then his mother died, and then his mother and father died, and then his mother, father, and older sister died, and then his mother, father, sister, and older sister was pregnant, and then his mother was pregnant. And, <laughs> Here's um, an oldie buddy goodie. <laughs> so half the family dying. Half the family other pregnant. half pregnant. <laughs> so just many, many different... Um, takes on the letters that they got throughout. The saddest to me was Trappers because he got cookies from his girls that they baked all by themselves. I wish somebody had helped them. <laughs> that was Hawkeye's comment. And Trapper would have eaten them no matter how bad or good they were because he was eating them with love. And by the way, thanks for the cookies the other day. They were very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, betcha. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, I think, you know, being a new father, and I mean, Trapper's girls are older, but being a new father, um, being in Trapper's place in this episode and seeing his a picture of his girls, how much they grew up while he was gone. And how long, I mean, he would have been gone maybe a year or something already, mm -hmm. so that's huge. That would have been wow. really hard, and I can totally understand why it hit him the way it did where you know at the end of the episode he's packing his duffel he's going to get out of there no matter what which if he actually managed to get out of camp and try and make a trip home he'd end up he in the stockade right. i mean that'd be out of the hands of colonel blake well his his view or take on it was i don't like a movie i walk out i don't like this war i'm leaving yeah which isn't how you can look at that situation, Does, but... Yeah. Doesn't quite work that way. <laughs> Army's got you. But, yeah. Um, so this episode is one that kind of tugged at your different heartstrings. Yeah. You know, there are the more serious or the funny episodes. This particular episode, I think, looked at many different, like... This Frank loves his money and how he w lives his life is for mm -hmm. his money. And Margaret just wants a life. So you could see their interaction. They were looking at the money end of it instead of the love end. Well, she was looking at the love end. Yeah. Um, you know, 
Colonel Blake looking at the, okay, this stuff still has to get done at home. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a little bit for everyone. Well, and we, uh, don't forget Radar. And Radar. Radar. Radar gets a pen pal. But because, because Radar is Radar at this point, and he kind of has some self-esteem issues, I think, which, you know, we all do. So I think that's how it becomes a really relatable moment in the episode. Radar doesn't feel that he is a worthy pen pal, so he takes on the persona of Captain Pierce. And we find this out when he's reading his pen pal's reply to Hawkeye in the mess tent, and his pen pal is saying, wow, six foot two, black hair, and a a captain, and a surgeon to boot. I got a great pen pal. (laughs) <laughs> and Hawkeye told him to be himself. Yeah, and I, I loved his reply. At first, he was like, "No, I, I can't. I, I, I need to be this person." Mm-hmm. But she wanted to know his feelings. Send mm-hmm. me your feelings, and I'll send you mine. And Radar said, "My feelings are the two things that are important to me is to be kind and be honest." Mm-hmm. And then he told about himself. I thought that was such a cool take on that. Well, and then. To see Hawkeye's reaction to that, you know, he he knighted him. <laughs> he picked up his butter knife and said, "Radar, I dubbed these six foot two. because previously, you know, Hawkeye asked Radar, "Radar, why?" And Radar said, "Because I'm two foot six with brown hair." <laughs> yeah, just oh, and we forgot about Hawkeye's letter. Did he get one? Yeah, he got a big giant sweater oh, from his sister. from his sister, that's right. <laughs> Just whatever man needs. A sweater with a guest room. <laughs> she knitted it by hand. It must have taken her forever. Yeah. But that that is what this episode, what makes this episode fun to watch. Mm. Is just, it. no matter who you are, this episode touched mm. a part of you. Yeah. Whether and, it be family, mm-hmm. finances responsibilities Mm. yeah and every um and in terms of character development every character got a moment in this episode to really be themselves a little bit deeper in a little bit different way than we had seen previously which was really nice anytime that you get that character development across the spectrum of the regulars is really Awesome to see. in this episode? No, but he's also not a regular. Oh, that's right. Not yet, not yet. You know, so we don't see him. Well, no, he was. He was. Um, He was only a tangential part, though. Where Radar, I'm sorry, where Klinger got his moment with Henry Blake, the only time we see Father Mulcahy is in the officer's club when Trapper is trying to plunk out some sort of asynchronous tune on the piano in between shots and beer chasers. He was getting his feelings out. Yeah. Well, things get better with, you know, what did he say? Something akin to things get better with time, which is more than we can say for your piano playing. (laughs) Is there anything you want to talk about, my son? I'm not Catholic, Father. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which he has a similar moment with BJ at one point where BJ is in a later episode, obviously. It's before he gets his mustache, but 
he's being taken off to Seoul and Father Mulcahy before he goes says here take this and he hands him a rosary and BJ says I'm not Catholic it can't hurt mm-hmm. <laughs> but the part that I actually loved about this episode though was Frank did get a letter as we mentioned earlier from his broker saying that he already made $2,000 this year and that was a lot of money so to play a practical joke on him, as they do, mm-hmm. Hawkeye and Trapper got together and they made a fake stock, Pioneer Aviation, and <laughs> put a letter under his pillow about how it was going to go <laughs> up and then stopped at the amount. Yeah. Dad, sell all my assets and buy as much stock in Pioneer Aviation as you can. At $2 a share, it's sure to go up to... And then it, the letter ended. And so... Frank Burns sent a, not a letter, what is that called? Well, he sent a telegram, a telegraph, because on... The whole time issue. Yeah, one of the (laughs) best parts of this, and I haven't had time to look this up, and quite frankly, I don't care enough to, but... um, $16. Yeah. You know, there's the international date line that runs down the Pacific, so I guess this could technically be right, but radar was definitely running interference here for Hawkeye and Trapper and so he's going through this whole bit with Frank about well we can't call New York now because if we did it would be yesterday at one o'clock in the morning at one o'clock in the morning so you know everybody's already gone to bed and said see you tomorrow (laughs) so what time would I call if I want to call today at this time well you well, you call tomorrow <laughs> at 9 p.m. to call today Damn. now. <laughs> it was just the interaction because they weren't actually saying this straightforward. It's like, when would I have to call when to call today now? And it just... It was a very... They played it so well because it, both... Yeah. Either one of them are known for their intelligence and yeah. so... But... Their innocence more than their... Yeah. It it was practically a who's on first. Right. That's what I of, was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that alone, you know, YouTube that. Um, just Radar Frank Burns. See if you can find it. It's a great little bit. On time. On time. So. But yeah, okay. ends up Frank sends a telegram. Or sends a telegram, which I think was the whole point. Because you see Radar futzing with the equipment. Because I don't think he was really sending it. He gave the telegram to Hawkeye and Trapper. I don't think they would ever really do this to him. No. Because there is no Pioneer Aviation. No. They made it up. Yeah, that's the point. Why would you do that? To help you look foolish. (laughs) That was why they did it. Yeah. So that's bits and pieces of what happened throughout this whole episode. Yeah. And it was, it it was just fun. It it was, it'll, any, no matter who you are as a listener, you're going to enjoy part of this. Yeah. Because it does, it touches on every character, um, a lot of different emotional strings. So it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, How about some specifics about the episode? Not that we haven't already touched on that, but, you know, with Trapper for instance. Um, when he first gets this letter, he's very proud and very gratified to be getting this letter and this picture of his girl. He even called and, it a bonus. I got yeah. a bonus because he had a picture. Yeah. But then 
we see this start to wear on him. And BJ has a very similar episode during mm-hmm. his run where he starts to try and work people for money to send home to his wife. But it's this idea that you're gone for so long that, and life keeps going, you know, that life back home doesn't stop just because you're overseas. I mean, in Vietnam, fathers and sons both were participating in the same war at the same time. Life at home keeps going on. And Trapper realized that and it really affected him. And again, I can right. I can get that at a very personal level now because, my goodness, you know, to see your girls grow up without you there to be there for them. But he gets all the way into a full-blown, like, five sheets to the wind. He gets to that stage of drunk where he can't read. Right. We know this because he packs up his duffel. He's trying to leave. Hawkeye tries to stop him. Frank comes in. Uh, he had bludgeoned Hawkeye to the ground. Trapper had bludgeoned Hawkeye to the ground with his duffel. Frank comes in and uh, makes some comment. To which Trapper responds, Oh yeah? You and your pioneer aviation? I didn't read that letter. What letter, what letter, Frank? And it was enough to distract Trapper from thinking about his family, which is exactly mm. what he needed, so he could go on with life in camp. Yes, exactly. And yeah, that's... Hawkeye pulls out the telegram from Radar and says, Here, Trap, read this. you got to be kidding me. My eyes are my duffel bag. <laughs> so he's that gone. Um, but yeah... You know, what ends up happening is he falls to the ground laughing, literally laughing out loud. um, At Frank. At Frank because of this. And Hawk, I mean, well, picks up the duffel, throws it back in Trapper's footlocker, which is on his bunk, and sits on it so Trapper can't get away with it. And forgets about it. And forgets about it, which is good because, yeah, he wouldn't have made it very far. And then we do see that he did stay because he's in OR afterward. Um, the next day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, Klinger. The thing I really love about Klinger when he goes in to talk to Henry is just the fact that Henry looks completely, um, to just not at all impressed right. with Klinger's letter. In fact, what he just does is father dying, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Reads he turns turns around in like his um writing desk. He just pulls a file out. There are only like two or three file folders there. He pulls one of them out. Let's see here. Father dying last year. Mother dying last year. Mother and father dying last year. Mother pregnant. Sister pregnant and he just has all these letters that he kept in the file folder i like um, what as um laura who is yeah. chris's wife my daughter yeah. mentioned oh he's got nice legs i think he had knobby <laughs> knees but she well, thought he had really nice legs that's another great part <laughs> Klinger comes in obviously in a dress a Klinger, how did radar say it colonel are you in it's Klinger. i don't want to deal with him today 
He's in a new dress. <laughs> oh, send him in. Yeah. <laughs> and he comes in in this... It was pretty, actually. Yeah, I would a say... A purpley kind of... Evening dress. Was it down to about his knees? With a really cute little brown hat. It had a little fur yeah. thing around the neck. He had a hand bag, you know, not like an over-the-shoulder bag, but a handbag on his left arm. And he proceeded to do a little bit of a routine with his rifle. You know, like you would see in a movie from basic training. I used to do that. That yeah. was gun twirling. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was in parades. Clinger, the gun makes me a little bit nervous. To be honest, so does the purse. <laughs> yeah, you know, Clinger, Clinger did a good job. I mean... Yep, yeah, they all did. Like yeah. you said, there was a little little piece of every single character in this mm-hmm. particular episode. But yeah, by far my favorite two out of this. Because Henry's was just kind of, well, he's balancing the checkbook, whatever... My two favorite were Frank Burns making a fool of himself with the help of Trapper and Hawkeye and Trapper. Just seeing how that hit him. And I think the part that really made it impactful for me, not only because I have a small daughter of my own, but we see Trapper being this womanizing person over in Korea. That's only because of the he misses his family. He misses his family. Basically, and I'm just kind of um, saying this as I think of it right now, he's trying to fill a void in his life. You know? He can't call home. This isn't a time when a phone line was readily available. I mean, it right. was it was basically a party line from Korea... To the United States. And it takes two days to set it up, as Radar had mentioned. Yeah, which wasn't always the case, but right. very commonly, you couldn't get a line through right away, especially if you weren't like a general, which obviously a captain wasn't. So he couldn't just talk to his wife and kids every day. He couldn't see them every day like you can with Skype. With and Yes, it's a different world we live in now. It's a different world. And so they literally would have grown up without him seeing it. Right. And... Not that it's any easier now. No. no. I'm not trying to say that. But it's different. But it's different. It's different. It's different. You're still away from them, but you get to see them, it still would be hard. It was, I wonder if yeah. it would be harder to see them regularly. You know, at I least, don't know. You know, because you can yeah. let go. When you're away and you can't see them and you know you can't talk to someone, you can let go a little and distance yourself. And I don't know. When, you know, at the a same, good question. At the same time, I would say... I think part of it that would make it easier, and I'm going to steal from uh, the BJ episode where he he and Klinger go on a bender because of a family thing. When Radar comes back and Peg and Molly pick Radar up at the airport in San Francisco, uh, BJ's girl runs up to him and says, Daddy, because she sees oh, yep. a guy oh. in uniform. Oh, and, and BJ reads that, and he just... Fl- yeah. He, I mean, as much as BJ flips, it's not like Hawkeye flipping out, but BJ flips because it's somebody else. Right. At least now, your kid would know you. Right. Because they could see you. And they would know who you are, yes. Depending on Trapper, the age of his kids when he left, they literally might not know him when he gets back. And that would just 
break my heart. That's true. You know, if I went away... Even if you talk about them regularly, if you wouldn't know them when you saw them, yeah. you know, because they were young. Yeah, but so. for them not to know him, that would be so hard. And maybe that's what he's trying to fill in with these... Other, right. ...women. But the thing is, yeah, he's devastated when he starts to think about how much of his life, or his daughter's lives that he's missed. So that was really impactful for me. My favorite part was the radar and the coming to terms of who he really is. Mm, yeah. You know, I, I love that. Just because you saw his insecurities, but then said, but that's not who I am. And he wrote the girl and let, him, let her know. I, How do you meet people, you know, when you're a yeah. young man in the army? You, yeah. <laughs> well, nowadays, there's women in the army and men. Here, yeah. they were just nurses. and. Yeah. I do love any episode where we see Radar deal with that. And he deals with it quite a bit. Because if you remember the episode where Hawkeye hit Frank in post-op. Mm -hmm. You know, he goes under house arrest. And in that episode... Radar gets platform shoes oh, so that he's yeah, like two taller. inches taller and Klinger helps lengthen his trousers so that it doesn't look any different. Mm -hmm. And there we deal with the same thing. It's his insecurities and the same thing Hawkeye during that episode says you just grew four inches taller. Right. You know, it's dealing with those insecurities and it is a really neat episode whenever we see Radar grow. Right. And we know that he's growing because when he leaves, he leaves his boyhood behind. And his teddy bear. In the form of his teddy bear, which always strikes me. But anyway, we, we start to see that here. Speaking of starting to see that, Margaret, in these two episodes... But first, did you have anything else about no, this episode? No, I'm, I'm done. Okay. Then let's use Margaret as a segue to get into the next episode because... Margaret, I think, we see her being more uh, season three and later Margaret. She's in control, you know. She, um, when, when Frank is, starts talking about how he can't afford both a wife and an ex-wife, you know, then she gets really mad. She doesn't just fold on that point. Nope, she takes control of that. Thing. She con takes control, and in fact, in the last uh, scene of this episode, Frank says, in the OR, so this is where we're at. They're no longer dealing with this behind closed doors. We're dealing with it out... In the public with, uh, with the other surgeons listening. Because Frank is so worried about losing Margaret. Not that he's going to leave, that she, that will, she will leave, leave. him while they're in the same camp, um, where he says, tell me what I'll do, what I need to do. I'll get down on my knees and kiss your feet. And she just looks at him and goes, 8 o'clock, my, my tent. tent. <laughs> so we are starting to see Margaret grow as a character as well, even though she didn't really get a letter from home. She did get some sheer stockings. Yes, and some and high heel shoes. High heel high shoes. High slippers, I think they were. I don't yeah. know if they were shoes. I Just think, they were... think, Frank, after the war is over, you can go back to your sensible wife and her sensible shoes. 
but I can get these heels in clear plastic so you can see, see what, what each little one is doing. I'll get rich, Margaret. I'll do whatever I have to. But, speaking of Margaret, uh, we see hair down Margaret even more so in Season 2, Episode 24, the last episode of the season, where we first see Colonel Flagg properly... And, he, and Margaret has fancy hair. <laughs> in a smattering of intelligence. Basic plot of a smattering of intelligence. Colonel Flagg, and who is from the CIA. We think. We think, well. <laughs> or the CIC or the CID the or the or, CIA. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> and a guy from G2 end up at the 4-7th and start to investigate there for some reason. We're not really sure why but they start to investigate there and hawkeye and trapper help them find frank burns as a subversive from both sides of the aisle which is really funny but the whole thing the whole episode is basically counterintelligence to the max playing yes. out uh we start out with colonel flag being brought in to or because there was a chopper crash. Could have had morphine. He turned it down because... Yeah. No morphine. No morphine. They said it's going to hurt. Yeah. I don't care. Do it without. By the way, he had like a broken arm apparently, right? And you could see that his uniform was torn. And Hawkeye said to Margaret, expose the arm. So she went to rip the uniform a little bit. And just tore it completely open his cross, across his chest. Which, I picked up one line that Hawkeye had, which I thought was very poignant, considering Alan Alda's origins in show business, which was, ever thought of going into burlesque, Colonel? Now, Hawkeye, no, not Hawkeye, Alan Alda, comes from vaudeville. Oh. I mean, that's where he his grew family. up. That's what his yeah. family was in, where they would have had burlesque. Okay. So... Uh, Alan Elda actually knew <laughs> what he was talking yeah. about. <laughs> but, um, you know, you ever go think of going into burlesque, Colonel? Margaret says, I'm terribly sorry. And Hawkeye says, then try to look it. Yeah, because she did not. <laughs> she looks very proud of herself. <laughs> but, um, so they go and they set his arm. They bandage it up. He's talking with Colonel Potter. By the way, worth mentioning. No, Colonel Potter. I'm sorry, Colonel Blake. <laughs> I make that mistake too on occasion. Uh, Colonel Flag at this point is a lieutenant colonel. We see the oak, the silver oak leaf on his hat, so he's the same rank as Colonel Blake. Okay. In later episodes, he's a full bird colonel. So worth mentioning, he must have gotten promoted at some point. If you watch this episode, you like me will probably ask how. <laughs> but that's not important right now. Um, so he goes into Colonel Blake's office and pulls out this billfold of IDs. Pick one. One of which is Lieutenant Louise Klein. He has Colonel Flagg, May, Major Brooke, Colonel or Lieutenant Carter, Captain Louis Klein, Louise Klein, yeah. and many other aliases. Pick one. Memorize it. But not Louise. Can you Louise. write it down? Don't write it down. Yeah, not Louise. Why? 
I'm going to need that next week in, in Tokyo. Tokyo. <laughs> but so while that's going on, back in the swamp, um, Hawkeye and Trapper come in, and one of Trapper's old friends, Vinnie Pratt, at least that's what he calls him, comes in. Um, comes in. He's from G2. And he came because Colonel Flagg called his superiors at CIA and G2 intelligence intercepted it and it's appropriations time so they can't let the CIA make a big intelligence score over them. Which we then run into with Colonel Blake. I'll explain that in a moment. So this Vinnie Pratt is going to try and go undercover. So he pulls out this little case from his pocket and goes, from now on, I'm, I can't remember the name, but, you know, Captain Smith, priest. We already have a priest. Well, and I'm Captain Stoner, engineers. <laughs> and that's who he became. And that's who he became. And then he goes in to talk to Colonel Blake, and uh, he comes in, ah, Colonel Stone, good to see you. My name's not Stone. Oh, no. No. <laughs> And he makes some comment like, I never heard of Colonel Flagg. Colonel Flagg? Why can't you just let, why can't you people just let my people go? Is the line that Henry has. Because Stone's, uh, Vinnie Pratt makes a comment that, you know, Flagg's people are trying to find out what's going on and my people can't miss out on this because it's appropriations time. So you're going to help us. And he pulls out a file from his briefcase for Colonel Blake. Yes, of his past. Of his past of one or two conferences where Colonel Blake registered at hotels as whatever, Colonel Blake and daughter. Must have been a young girl. Yeah. The What was it? The, the thermometer in the blanket was a microphone and the doorknob, the doorknob was a, was a, a camera. camera by the time you got to the AMA convention they were stacking the <laughs> chairs which means he missed the convention yeah. that's a pack of dirty filthy lies and you can count on my full and fearful <laughs> cooperation <laughs> because he was not letting that information get out not to his family but then again Hawkeye and Trapper in this episode decide to Intervene. Intervene and help the situation along. So Hawkeye is examining Colonel Flagg's arm to see if he said it well enough. Colonel Flagg, I'll take your x-ray. I'm not Colonel Flagg. Ask your CO. Oh, really? Well, we have another... an engineer like that. And, uh... Lieutenant... St or Captain Stone. His name's not Stone. His real name's <laughs> Martinez. So now we have three names, names. <laughs> for the guy. Well, I can't give you a medical excuse, Colonel Flagg. I did too good of a job on your arm. Oh, really? And so he reaches up for what I'm assuming was the panel where the x-ray film was in and smashes it down on his arm. Broke his own arm. Oh. Breaks the cast, re-breaks his arm, and Hawkeye looks at Colonel Flagg. Now? Now I can give you a medical <laughs> excuse. So then we see Colonel Flagg patched back up in Radar's office, sending out a telegram. Oh. To the Far East Export-Import Trading Company, 27 Zapata Circle, 
Tijuana, Mexico. Mary had a little lamb. Step. My dog has fleas. Step. Mersey dotes and dozy dotes, and I'll be home for Christmas. Sign it. Your loving son. Queen Victoria. Like, <laughs> you even listen to yourself? <laughs> well, I'm sure it was code, because then Radar brings... Radar's really good at not sending telegrams, apparently. Which, by the way, he probably shouldn't have sent the one where Hawkeye was delirious from sleep deprivation. But anyway, continuing on, he brings the telegram into the swamp and is reading it, or uh, Hawkeye's reading it for Captain Stone, for Vinny. It was so funny, because he... Yeah. Mary had a little lamb. He knows I'm here. How do you know he knows you're here? I'm Mary. <laughs> well, I hate to tell you, Mary, but your dog has fleas. <laughs> He's waiting for me to bird dog it. He knows that I'm onto something, but he's waiting for me to smoke it out. It's one of those he knows that I know that you know that he knows yeah, situations. Just, wow. Uh, one of my favorite parts was right after that. Uh, Stone, Vinny, Martinez, whatever, has Radar help, quote unquote, help him out. I don't know what he expected out of Radar. But Radar is trying to spy on Colonel Flagg and the O-Club. Like a corporal with no training is really going to... Spy on a... Master spy, like, yeah. Master in quotes. But he's sitting there at the uh, jute box while Flagg is talking to Margaret and Frank. And Frank somehow realizes that Radar is overhearing what they're saying. And Colonel Flagg gets up and starts... Do you want a nose full of nickels? No, sir. <laughs> Do you like the jute box? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, if, if you don't get lost, I'm going to put your head in through the jute box and pull it out through the coin return. Will that be all, sir? I need the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Will there be anything else, sir, before I run to the latrine? Get lost. And then Radar takes his hand out of his uh, overshirt. With a mirror in it, salutes Colonel Flake. But then, and there's Ryan. Um, she didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Which means you didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why. I'm, yeah, well, you too late, but. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah. Uh, what Hawkeye and Trapper end up doing is helping Colonel Flag and uh, Captain Pratt discover a little bit about Frank by doctoring his file. Each one differently. Each one different. One of them, they gave uh, a very left-wing... I'm not even sure which one would be which, but like... One was communist. One he was did. communist, one he was fascist. He went to fascist. a Russian play. He went to a... Yeah, one was left-wing, one was right-wing. And so they were both making accusations of him, but on the different ends of the political spectrum. And, and Frank's in the middle going, oh, I'm an American, Yeah, I love my country. And he, they woke him up. Like, he wasn't... He still had underwear on. He was wrapped in his blanket. And... We are imagining he had underwear on. He was wrapped in his blanket. I'm going to say he did. It was Frank. It was the 50s. I don't think he'd be sleeping naked from the waist down. Okay. I could be wrong. It was Frank. We, I'm just odd. pointing out we didn't see. He just wrapped in a blanket. Very okay. true. He could have 
He could be a never nude and have Watch shorts and, on. And I let don't us know. know what you think about that situation. <laughs> but yeah, you know, then uh, Hawkeye and Trapper reveal what was up, which I thought was really funny because their pose was very reminiscent of uh, the episode earlier in this season where they were in the monkey costumes. Uh huh. You know, and they agreed to do the surgery on Frank. It was and just they very. showed that. What did they show that for? That was at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was a very cutesy pose between the two of them. And then, yeah, after that... Uh, into surgery. They go into surgery. And the final scene of this season, of this episode, which it, they do on occasion with MASH. They do it... Uh, they do it quite a bit, right? They do it I at like the end it of, when they do it. It makes I, you remember yeah. the season. And I know they do it at the end of season three because they introduced Colonel Potter oh. in that one. Uh, Trapper is still in the cast in that, but they introduced Colonel Potter. But that is, they go through all the major characters and say, you know, Captain Pierce, and they show him. And when they're doing it this time, it's a slide of Pierce. In, in his the monkey suit. <laughs> uh, Captain... Trapper, Trapper John McIntyre in his in the monkey swimming, suit. <laughs> yep, Colonel Blake, and so on, and you know, through all the what five main characters basically, mm-hmm. and it's just really cute to see that. And it was a quote unquote joint report of the CIA G two. They in at the report ended where they feel that there needs to be further watching of the Mash Unit four oh seven seven. Which is awesome because it does set up Colonel Flagg to come back in the future, which we get and Colonel Flagg, quite frankly, is my favorite character. Oh, you know he's me. Because every time he's on, it's just shenanigans. I mean, the best way I can describe that. First of all, like here where he breaks his own arm, right? But then in a later episode... He beats himself up. When it was um, the abduction of Margaret Houlihan. They call him in because they can't find Margaret. And he comes in to help. And then they find her. She was just helping deliver a baby in the village. He says, okay, everyone needs to close their eyes. Oh no, I'm not doing that. Look, no one ever sees me leave. Either you close your eyes or I'm not going anywhere. Oh, nip, nip, nip. I would have closed mine. <laughs> yeah. And then you hear, <laughs> and a window break. <laughs> and then we reveal Colonel Potter's office. A window's broken. A minute and before, he said, I am the wind. Nobody sees me leave. Hawkeye looks out. The wind just broke his leg. <laughs> Always shenanigans at MASH when Colonel Flagg shows up. So I'm glad that we finally properly introduced him here. As Colonel Flay. As Colonel Flay. Because he was in earlier, but as someone else. He was a captain yeah. from... But he could have just been using one of his aliases, which is what I assume. He could have. Right. Very true. So, um, two great episodes. End of season two. End was... of season two. Starting yeah. on season three next week. Wow. 24 episodes in. Um, any reflections on... Mash as a series so far. I mean, both seasons or on the you show itself. You can see itself. their character development happen so much mm-hmm. throughout season two. I I'm excited to get going on season three and see what happens next. Yeah, I know. So. Even though we lose some characters in season three, 
I really do like it because it does bring in the permanent cast. Not only that, that's how war is. Yeah. People come and go. Yeah. They really do. It's mm-hmm. sad to see them go, but happy because they're home. Yeah. But, and that's, unless the worst happens, but. Yeah. But, you know, this is just for the most part, and we'll get to that. Abyssinia Henry, um, so another 12 episodes, that last that 36th episode will probably be a little bit longer because Abyssinia Henry really deserves its own treatment mm-hmm. in a longer way. But, yeah, you know, people come and go, and especially with MASH, most of the time for the series, they just got rotated out. Like, their characters got rotated right. home, which is really a happy occasion. Right. You know. But, but sad, but because sad. you become close. Yeah. For and, Trapper and Hawkeye. That, yeah. That episode is my absolute favorite when BJ comes in. Yeah. It's happy sad. It is. Because really I love is. BJ. But mm-hmm. I love Trapper, too. They're yeah. Two great characters. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So, but yeah. So, how do they get this podcast? How do they get this podcast? Well, you can get this podcast, first of all, by going to iTunes or your favorite podcast application, searching for Whiskey and Mash. Or you could search for either one of us, Chris Pullman or... Gloria Ackerman. And that should pop up. Uh, subscribe and you can set up your podcast application to download every new episode of this podcast directly to your app you know set it up on wi-fi that's what i do that way you can listen to it at work on the drive whenever you have time and enjoy this content uh you know whenever you want to just as a reminder, we do try and give you the episodes that we're going to review up front so that you can go on to Netflix, for instance, and watch the episodes, either before listening to this podcast or afterward, so you can make your own judgment on what we say. And if you agree with us, if you don't agree with us, send us an email, whiskeyandmash at narclaninc, that's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C dot com, let us know what you think, or hook with a, up with us on Facebook, facebook.com slash whiskeyandmash, and let us know there. You know, send us a message. Positive or negative, or yeah. just a comment because you've watched the episode and you said, oh, you missed this, or you, I love the way you touched on this, or yeah. something. Let us know. We want to hear from you. I know personally, but I've already made inaccuracies on this podcast, you know, but... We both, yeah. You know, it happens. So let us know if you catch one of those. That's fine. We'll acknowledge you, give you a shout out. Uh, iTunes, your podcast application. If you're listening and if you really like this podcast, please give us a rating, leave us a review. It'll help other people find this podcast. Otherwise, if you don't do the podcast thing, you can head over to narclaninc.com, go to the Whiskey and Mash page. I also have two other podcast that i do out there geeks apparently which uh laura and i try and get a new episode out about every two or three weeks and chris reed's book that's my solo podcast i haven't done that in a while but i'm going to start up again soon Uh, those are out there but you can go to the whiskey and mash page and download this podcast as a raw mp3 file anytime or you can stream it right from the web page if you download it you can put it onto your I uh, like an mp3 player and listen to it that way so uh, that's how you can connect with us that's how you can get the episode and this is actually a longer episode this time yeah and I'm getting back to Oktoberfest so fair enough happy day yeah thank you for coming we'll see you next time
on uh, whiskey, whiskey and mash. mash. Yes, I'm going to Octoberfest uh, to win our. <laughs> good luck. Big bucks. I'll yeah. give you a call when we win. Okay? Yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>